Welcome to the Life Without Limits podcast, where we talk to expert entrepreneurs and thought leaders to help guide you in pursuit of financial freedom. Presented by Rory Brazel, the money mentor and expert in the field of life-centered financial planning. Through this podcast series, we wish to inspire people to live their dreams and to look after themselves for a long, successful and happy life. And now, it's over to our host, Rory Brazel. Hello, everybody, and you're very welcome to episode eight of the Life Without Limits podcast. My special guest today is Rachel McGovern, Director of Financial Services in Brokers Ireland. Rachel, you're so very welcome today, and thank you for joining me. Good morning, Rory. Thanks for having me. How have you been, Rachel? Um, how have you, your colleagues in Brokers Ireland, been over the last while in what has been a very difficult period? Good. I mean, it's been busy um, and challenging. We were uh, quite lucky. We had very good plans in relation to you know risk and you know possibility of any kind of catastrophe that could come your way that you know what would we do in in the event of a challenging situation so we were actually set up quite well to to start working from home from day one which really really helped so everybody's getting on well and you've adjusted to uh life uh working remotely i guess yes yeah um you know you miss you miss your colleagues um but uh, you just have to get on with it and it's been a very busy year um, so haven't really had much time to stop and, and think about it too much, which is, is good. Yeah, right. I think keeping the, the mind occupied and keeping busy is, is the way to get through these things. Absolutely, Rachel. And we're going to we're going to share some of those activities that uh, Brokers Ireland have been up to over the last while with our listeners today. Just to kick off things, can I ask you to give me some history around Brokers Ireland and whom you represent? Sure. So um, I suppose uh, Brokers Ireland is a merged entity, uh, merged three years ago. Uh, it was a merger of IBA and PIBA. Um, so IBA was set up in 1990 from a merger from two other organisations, uh, which was NEBA and SEBA. And then P- PIBA was set up in 1995. Um, so technically, actually, I was the full-time in, first full-time employee in PIBA. I started in November 2000 and Dermot Kelly, our CEO, then began the following March. He was the company secretary um, uh, working in brokerage uh, up to that time. So then 2017, um, the two organizations basically decided to merge. There was a membership vote in the May of 2017. And then in September, the two offices uh, came together in Marion Square. That's where uh, it, it's, it's kicked off from. Um, and three and a half years later, um, it's working really well, um, yeah. I have to say, because I suppose the, the role of Brokers Ireland is predominantly representation. And to do this, you must be strong uh, and have a strong, unified voice. Yes. Um, so with a combined membership of 1,200 in the new entity, it gives us a single voice when we're lobbying or yes. when we're talking to providers, government, the regulator, whoever it is. So, yes. um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really, I think it's really beneficial for brokers uh, to have one representative body. Absolutely. Absolutely. And going back to 2017, that was certainly a, a landmark moment for Brokers Ireland and all of its members. Yes. Of, of those... Um, 1200 odd Rachel what's the split between 
financial brokers and general insurance brokers? Yeah, so there's about uh, there's about 900 financial right. brokers and the remaining are insurance brokers. So the financial brokers, pensions, investments, life and mortgages. Yeah, okay. Can I ask you, I suppose I'll give my own business as an example. Over the last 12 months, you know, you're talking to different sectors and of course there's some businesses are doing okay. There's some sectors that are not doing okay, obviously. I look at my own financial broker business. I'm a member of Brokers Ireland, of course, and I look at the massive changes, the transition, the whole lot that we've had to adapt in the last while. But at the same time, I look at the business levels, Rachel, and I would say they're quite healthy. Can I ask you in terms of your role within Brokers Ireland, you're dealing with the large life companies, the investment providers, right down to the the smaller, let's say, one-man broker operation. How have you seen the industry being impacted over the last 12 months? And how do you, Hmm. I suppose, foresee that over the next maybe six or 12 month period? I suppose financial brokers are a really resilient bunch. And even when I started in the industry first, uh, back in 2000, uh, the central bank came, start regulating uh, brokers. Um, And there was a process where they registered all the brokers that were currently active in the market at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember it being said to me, oh, this is the debt of the small time broker. And I remember I remember sitting there uh, and listening to this. And then, you know, our membership was small enough at that stage and it grew. It, mm. it grew from strength to strength in, in the following years, um, yeah. a lot of small to medium-sized brokers. Yeah. Um, and then again, December 2012, RDR came in in the UK. And again, the industry, you know, debt of the small to medium-sized yeah. broker yeah. and continued to thrive. Um, and, um, you know, people thought, uh, obviously, Commission Ban was was going to come in in Ireland, and that didn't happen. Um, and the last Commission Review, uh, Brokers Ireland were instrumental in ensuring that um, that there wasn't a ban on Commission in Ireland, okay. yes. uh, like the RDR. And, and brokers are, are still thriving. And I suppose, incorrectly, people quote to me, oh, um, you know, the market was much larger. It was it was. 4,000 or 6,000 brokers in, mm-hmm. in 2005 or six. But the reality of this is that there was about 1,400 to 1,500 full-time yes. professional brokers. And okay, when regulation came in and it started to increase, that did take out some of the peripheral players in the market. Of course. But that's, that isn't a bad thing for the full-time professional brokers so when people say to me oh the the broker market contracted it wasn't the professional full-time brokers that contracted it was the peripheral players and and therefore you know like I I just see them being so resilient like our members like our membership numbers have remained the same throughout the last 12 months you know and every time I'm talking to a broker they're they're so positive uh, about the future and they're busy and I think they've been able to adapt in a way that some of the larger institutions, direct sales force can't, yeah. which has made it much, much easier for them. And there's been opportunities there for yes. brokers. Um, yeah. And I, I think there will be going forward, um, even if we look at statistics in relation to how much savings people have accumulated over the last uh, year. You know, there's there's huge opportunities there for our members. So yeah. I would be quite positive about the financial broker market into the future. Um, and the resilience that we've seen over the last 12 months um, is just testament to, to them. Brilliant, Rachel. And thanks for your feedback. A point I'd like to add there 
is, you know, I remember those days when you might have had a part-time financial advisor or insurance broker, but I know now in the world we live in today and with all the, uh, the regulation around what we do and all the, all the extra work we have to do, like the key thing is that we're advising people out there, but there's a lot of work in terms of compliance and regulation process the whole lot. It really is a full-time job. So I really feel uh, anybody in the public benefits from that advice because you're dealing with yes. full, full-time professionals, no doubt about yeah. it. And, and thankfully, I suppose, regulation from the Central Bank of Ireland uh, and other measures have brought that in. And it is uh, a very, very serious full-time profession. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a fine balance or, you know, just to mention that, I suppose, between regulation and proportionate regulation for brokers and over-regulation. Yes. Um, so sometimes it feels like we're going a bit too far in relation okay. to, so, to some of the requirements put on our members from a yes. regulatory point of view. And while everybody uh, accepts that there should be regulation, um, you know, we, we do have to balance. remember that it, it should be proportionate and yeah. yeah, and we need a balance. Like, as, as I said, a lot of our members are small to medium sized companies and um, lots of woman bands and, yeah. you know, it, compliance should be proportionate for them. I'd agree, Rachel. And funny enough, that brings us nicely onto the next question in terms of resources. And you say a lot of your members are, let's say, a one or a two man operation, which is great because they can, of course, as you said, they can adapt. They can give that personal service. But at the same time, resources can be quite challenging for them with all this increased regulation, etc. Can I ask you what uh, Brokers Ireland's main priorities are to support financial brokers in the year 2021 and a little bit beyond? And also what resources and supports are available to help financial brokers in their businesses? Okay, well, if it's okay, I'll just, um, first, I suppose I'll address kind of the, our top priorities on the financial broker side Absolutely. for 2021. Yeah. And and a lot of them, okay, they may not be about practically assisting brokers, but they're uh, items on our agenda that are extremely important. Yeah. And the first being pensions reform. Mm. So obviously there was a, a report late last year um, for the, from the Interdepartmental Pensions Reform and Taxation Group, and that had a number of proposals in it that will affect the pensions market and will affect our members directly, including the abolition of the ARF, which um, we have actually written back to um, that group and we have strongly you know, suggested that they reconsider their proposals in relation to the abolition of the ARF. And we have made a number of, of other points in relation to their proposals as well. Mm-hmm. But that is something that we have to keep very high up on our agenda for financial brokers. Yeah. Um, it's extremely important and it so will important. affect yeah. our members and their yeah. clients um, significantly. And then there's other things feeding into that. So there's a review of the state pension at the moment. So the Pensions Commission is, is they're just after carrying out a consultation on that. And that's going to be really important. They're saying they're going to come back before June in relation to recommendations in relation to the state pension. So that's really okay. important. Yeah. IORPS Very- too is due to come in we're just waiting for it to land and then we have also enrollment which we don't think is going to be delivered in 2022 it's looking highly unlikely Mm. and to be honest we've done a a survey a very recent survey of members in relation to pensions reform and a lot of our members don't believe that their clients will be able to take the additional burden of auto enrollment at this point in time I know that they will need about three years or so uh, before they're actually able to especially employers um, and to take on that burden 
um, when exactly. they're just recovering from a pandemic. That's a hugely important issue. Uh, pensions is, is top of our agenda at the moment. And next is, is financial broker and the financial broker project. I'll talk a little more about resources available in that from a practical yeah, sense. Please, but yeah. I suppose the main objective of the financial broker project is to promote brokers, to promote their expertise, to promote their professionalism to consumers. And we do that through radio campaigns, SEO campaigns, getting clients, potential clients onto the financial broker website to get information and promoting the use of financial broker and the value of using a financial broker. So it's an extremely important project for us. Mm -hmm. And it's over a decade old now. And we are uh, this year, and it moves me on to, I suppose, my, my our next priority is market evolution, okay. how the market is going to change over the next five to 10 years for financial mm-hmm. brokers. And we're using the financial broker project to do some research in relation to that. So we've done some research uh, with brokers. We are looking to carry out more research with consumers over the next year, but we are going to um, refresh the brand and promote it to consumers and look at more of an idealistic type of approach in relation to where consumers see themselves in retirement, where they want to be, and how a financial broker can help them get there. So this is there's going to be a lot of work going into that this year. We're hoping that this will help drive the brand for the next five to 10 years. And as well as that, as I said, we're doing a lot of, of other research as well. The value of advice research piece is going to be uh, recommissioned because it's been about five years since we've done that in conjunction with Standard Life and okay. it needs a little bit of an update. So we're looking at, at all of those positive kind of research items yes. to help focus the brand and our priorities in relation to that for the next decade. So, and we can't wait to uh, give more information to our, our brokers who are involved in that over the next, uh, next few months. Sounds great, Rachel. And I remember that financial uh, broker project when it kicked off 10 years ago, like it's a completely different market now. And we've spoken about this before very much as I see it, the financial broker role is to be there as a, as a, as a financial planner to help people get their kids to college to retire when they want to rather than just um, giving product advice. The market is we've got, we've got technologies to kind of back what we do in the area of planning and all that. So it really has uh, developed in, in so many great ways in terms of how we can deliver that planning advice and help our clients meet their goals and objectives through really, you know, that kind of more planner focused uh, journey. Yeah. And I, like, I think it's, I think it's, an extremely important piece of work um, mm. because as you said before brokers are a lot of our members small to medium resources yeah. is a huge issue for them and they're not going to be able to have their own maybe individual marketing campaign so yeah. if we are marketing their services their professionalism their expertise at a national level that's obviously going to be beneficial yeah. for all brokers um, and for the industry as a yeah. whole so that's really what the financial broker is, yeah. is there to do to promote the good work that our members do. Yeah, it's brilliant, right? And it creates that awareness, no doubt about it. Slightly off topic, as you know, I call this podcast Life Without Limits. We have uh, our financial planning services called Life Without Limits because I'm all about putting the life into, into financial planning. Can I ask you, Rachel, what a life without limits means to you? Okay, so I suppose I think I think life without limits is a state of mind, to be honest. I think that if you have... A good attitude, um, yeah. you work hard, you plan, 
which yeah. is obviously extremely important in relation to financial services yeah. and that you can achieve anything that you want in life. And therefore, I think that's that that would be my interpretation of, of life without limits. Sometimes like people that. put their own limits in place that aren't really right. there. And that is um, state of mind, isn't it? Yes, I think yeah. so. I, I yeah. believe so. Absolutely. And, th- and thanks for sharing. Because it's very, mm-hmm. I've had a, I've kind of had interesting feedback of that in the last couple of years, and state of mind is very much uh, one of the one of the best answers I've got, Rachel, in terms of, right. you because know, <laughs> people, people can make excuses and say, oh, well, I can't do this, and I can't do that, and you know, this is not for me, or I'm not good enough, whatever it is. But generally speaking, if you actually get that out of your mind and plan, whether it's financial planning or any sort of plan in life, and you have a plan mm-hmm. towards a goal, you'll get there, and. Thank you so much for your time today. I really, really enjoyed the conversation. Me too, Rory. You're, you're very welcome, Rachel. And I'll make sure to send out the various links for Brokers Ireland with this show. Until uh, next time, everybody. Bye for now. You've been listening to Life Without Limits with Rory Brazel. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please like and subscribe on the platform that you have listened on. You can find out more about the work that Rory does on his website, www.brazzlefinancialplanning.ie. Join us next time on Life Without Limits. Thanks for listening.